0: Triple M Rock Sunday Arvo footy. Triple
1: M rocks the footy.
0: For Harvey Norman Home Appliances.
1: You've been down there for a while. It must be coming up to a decade, is it, or more?
2: Yeah, close to it. Nine seasons, but uh, who counts when you're having a bit of fun? But, uh, no, it's uh, it's been a great journey. I've been uh, fortunate enough just to land in a great club at the right time. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, uh, certainly a grand final. uh, Very special, uh, you know, to celebrate.
3: What have you learned at the club frank that you'll take elsewhere?
2: Oh, I think yeah, I think a wonderful culture is created by great leadership. I think it's uh I think that's where it all starts and ends. With, I think if you, any good organization is um starts with the people who who drive it and obviously uh, Craig Bellamy is our driver and you know has been for a long time. So as soon as I walked into the place you you, you knew that straight away when I came at the end of 2007. And, but he's got some pretty good players underneath him, not not just the quality of players on the field in terms of what they can do on the field, but in terms of how they drive the values around the organisation. And I think that's probably... That would be the, the greatest learning thing I've, I've learned in my nine years here at the Storm.
3: We were talking earlier about Craig Bellamy and, and really finding it hard to, to put our thumb on why he was so good and why he's, he's had so much success at, at the Storm. If you were up in in front of a you know, a junior coaching clinic now and you they asked about you asked about Craig Bellamy and, and what he does it's so good and what is very unique to Craig Bellamy what would that be
2: Paul well, I think his his uh, he's greatest at attribute he he knows exactly what he wants from his players and his team uh, he makes that very clear to him uh, straight from day one each season and during the season and and his ability to be consistent with the message and, and make players and staff as well. This is not about players, it's about staff. Live those values consistently, not, you know, we'll have a bad week and then we'll come back next week. Uh, and some people struggle with that consistency each week, just, you know, trying to achieve those high standards of training and around the place. So that would be the greatest thing for us. Is- Consistent in uh, in your values of both on and off the field.
0: He, uh, you can only really implement those sort of systems, um, Frank, when you sort of live by the same ethos, and it must be he must live live a pretty disciplined life. Old bellyache.
2: Yeah, he does, Ryan. He he loves his routine. That's his big thing, and I think uh, uh, in not in his football team, which has been routine from week to week, but also his own life. I mean, he's uh, every morning, as you've heard it, he's the first here in terms of the gym. He'll train every morning. So when the players walk through the gym, that's how they get to their locker rooms. I'll see the coach training hard and he does push himself extremely hard in the gym. And in terms of his uh, work ethic and getting the team ready in terms of him being prepared in, in for his video and his meetings, he just doesn't leave anything unturned, but he just does a week in week out. So yeah, you're right. I mean, the players see that and then they've got it. That puts pressure on them to do exactly the same in their own preparation.
3: Hey Frank, um, that's all the stuff I'm on the field. Uh, are the Melbourne people getting the Melbourne storm? Are we making some some traction down there and getting some rusted-on fans?
2: Yeah, we are good. And look, in a bizarre way, and you, you don't like to admit it, but 2010 has you know something we don't want to go through. People who went through it here, and there's still a few of us that they went through 2010. It kind of galvanised the city, and it the, the, the city rallied a bit around the club because uh, the club could have gone one or two directions then. Could have uh gone in the direction we've done now, or could have gone the other way and totally you know been a lost cause and uh and, and had no uh, well no stability and but they didn't they they rallied around us after two thousand and ten uh fortunate enough we moved into a new stadium at the same time, so it was all meant to be in one way i i suppose but they have and obviously the success of the team. That's important, but it's uh, they they love just getting behind the Melbourne team. So I mean, we've had four crowds now over twenty thousand last night, twenty eight thousand. I think that just speaks volume of the, the support around the place, and uh, we're just going to you know just keep keep building as each year goes on.
3: We've had a clear weekend, Frank, as far as the match review. Both yourselves and Cronulla have got no charges, so that's really good news for, for both teams, which means you can just get down now and, and concentrate on the week ahead. So what, what's Melbourne's plans for the week? How long do you stay in Melbourne? When do you come to Sydney? And, and what specifically do you think that the, the Storm will be looking at uh, doing to, to take on Cronulla?
2: Yeah, it's funny. Good question, Paul. We actually, we met all the players and the staff last night. We had a meeting uh, about an hour after uh, we finished in the dressing room and just looked at the week, and what's ahead. It's it's a, it's a grand final week, a, a tough because our big motto here is we try to keep the same routine week in week out. Now this is the toughest week to try to keep a routine because mm-hmm. there's that many extra. You got media days, you've got you know, the fan day, we've got the footy show. We get to Sydney earlier because of all those, so which we're getting up on Wednesday, which we only would. Get up to Sydney the day before. So we're slightly out of routine. So we tried to have our training sessions as close as the times, but the venues will be different. So I think the clear thing in Grand Final Week is trying to get all the distractions out the way early uh, in terms of tickets and uh, family accommodation and travel when they get up, and then try to keep everything as normal as you can during the week. I think we're fortunate we'd only played from a football point of view, we played uh, the Sharks only yeah. less than a month ago. So I think we'll take a little bit out of that. Um, or the night we played them, it was a uh, tough conditions in terms of uh, greasy pitch. So we might hopefully get a dry ground next uh, Sunday night. So, but you know, we won't change too much from from our last game. But knowing that probably sharks have stepped up a bit too since they last played us.
0: Frank, I, I remember we went in and um, had a meeting just after we qualified for the grand final, and the meeting was all about uh, you know we've. We've done the preparation. We expect, you know, upheaval this week. And it's really important that you, you have certain players in your team, and I think you guys probably more than most, that really uh, rely on the on their process that they need to go th- through the week and their preparation. So I think it's really important that um – yeah, you know, they don't make a big deal out of things when they come up, and when things don't actually go to plan, and they need to be able to roll that through the week. And I guess that a lot of that will come from you and you and Bellyache just making sure everyone's relaxed and calm and doesn't get over um, anxious about things that don't go to plan through the week.
2: Yeah, you're right, right. I think that uh, too is. You got to keep as you can't let your individual preparation suffer because of all the extra commitments this week. But at the same time, embrace everything that comes along. I think we have a we had a motto. Two thousand and twelve is let's enjoy it. Um, I know at times it's going to be um, you know taxing on the, you know t- especially Thursdays a, a massive day for both teams. What's required of them, but just get on with it, enjoy it. Just do what you have to do. We'll get the training done early in the day, and then we can move on to the commitments we have to do in the afternoon. But I think uh, we've got to. You know, uh, obviously Cooper and Cameron have been through a few grand finals, but Kevin Proctor, Jess Bromage, name the two, they went through 2012, Will Chambers. Their influence on the younger players is going to be critical, and I think that's probably, we're going to be relying on them just to uh, keep on the younger blokes in, the, in their first grand final.
0: There's going to be a real Sydney Melbourne mentality on the weekend. Obviously, the Bulldogs and the Swans go at it on the Saturday, and then it, and, and the other two sides, and NRL sides, going on, on the Sunday. Do you see a lot of uh, a lot of fans going from other AFL clubs now to the Bulldogs to support them against Sydney?
2: It's funny, boys. It's uh, this place, this town was really uh, stressing out about having a, a North Sydney AFL grand final. So. The amount of people following the Bulldogs yesterday was phenomenal, Um, Mm. and I Mm. think that's going to be extraordinary down here. I think that's they were really fearing uh, a GWS Sydney Grand Final, but uh, yeah, look, it's it's amazing. It happened in 2012 where Sydney Swans were the same. They were in the grand final we were as well. Um, in terms of ourselves up there, obviously, again, we expect a, a fairly large contingent of the crowd to go for, for the Sharks. But, again, that's the senior players have already spoken about that. We did that in 2007 against Manly and uh, 2009 against Parramatta and 2012 against Can- Canterbury. So we have played Sydney teams up in grand finals before. Um, so we're expecting a, a fair amount of the crowd support to go towards the Sharks.
3: Frank, I noticed Ben Hampton wasn't used last night. What, what was the story there?
2: Yeah, it's a, that, that fourth one's always an interesting one. Paul. it's, um, I mean, um, preferably, probably Ben's there can cover the outside backs and also the halves and hooker position in case there's an injury. Um, we kept getting the message out. the players, amazingly, for such a big game and lots of pressure, they were. We kept getting messages they were fine. We get you know we get messages how how they going. Does anyone need replacing? And and really, with, with only about five minutes ago, we still had two interchanges up our sleeve and. Mm. Uh, we just thought probably um, yeah it was just possible wasn't it? just didn't seem to find the right time. Ben's been also used from a tactical point of view if the game if we see not a weakness in the opposition around their big breaks Ben plays in the middle gets out a dummy half but again we didn't didn't really see the need for that at that stage. So uh, but next week might be completely different against the Sharks. So I think uh, I, I think he will remain in the 17 and uh, if he gets an opportunity next week he probably will be used.
1: Hey, Frank, you, just before you go, mate, I, I mean, off, a lot's been said about the coaching and the success of Craig Bellamy and blokes that have come through his, co- his system in coaching roles like Madge or uh Walters, et etc. et cetera. But one good story that, that kind of gets overlooked, and I only say this because I, I I know Jamin Lowe personally, blokes like Jamin Lowe and Brian Norrie, who were just about to give the game up and Bellyache pulls them in and gives them a premiership before they... It's just, a, you know, like, Jamin Lowe, blokes like this, they're just so grateful that he he saw something in them that, that no one saw anymore.
2: Yeah, and it's funny, if you run... You mentioned two names, Anthony, uh, uh, two front rowers, and he's done that with a, with a few players before. him, and he's had success across the board in all positions, but I think the key with the front rowers, he makes it as simple as he can for them, and that's uh, nothing against front rowers, but he just tells them exactly <laughs> what he expects from them. And he's got a pretty good hooker and dummy half in Cameron Smith, so basically gets him forward. I think that's been a success. But I just think he just he believes in them, but, but he, he, his simple uh, message, is just gives him a message, and this is all I expect you to do, and he makes them live by it. So rather than give them 10 things they've got to do, he just minimise that to a small amount, but he expects them to do it each week uh, around. So, But as I said, I think you mentioned, he's got some also some great coaches underneath him as well. He's a great you know, player developer, but he's also, he also can develop coaches mm. You know, we've got Michael Maguire, uh, Stephen kearney has been here, Brad Arthur, uh, Anthony Seabold, who was here with the Queensland Origin this year, is going to Souths next year, yep. uh, just to name a few. He's got two outstanding assistants that probably don't get the accolades that they deserve. Uh, Adam O'Brien's our senior assistant, who's been here for nine years. Uh, senior players have an enormous regard for Adam. He's He runs our attack, and he does a phenomenal job. And uh, I think the bloke that's made a real difference this year to our forwards is Jason Rolls. Uh, Rawls. He's been, he left us in 2013 as a player, done a bit of coaching down at West Wollongong the last few years, and he's just been phenomenal with the forwards. He's got uh, a great relationship. Sonny's his first year of really professional coaching, you can call it, but he, he's done a great job with
1: uh, the forwards. Hey, mate, all the very best for your preparation, and we'll see you Sunday at ANZ Stadium. Thanks, boys. Appreciate Good. the sport. Good on you, mate. There he is, Frank Fenisi.